0: Hey, welcome back to the Intentionally Abundant Podcast. This is Dr. TK, and today's episode is very special. So if you don't know by now, it is January, 2023, and we have officially started our four-day Abundant CEO Private Practice Bootcamp. Now, this bootcamp goes on for four days between January 17th and the 20th of 2023, and we are streaming live on YouTube. So what I've done is I decided after the DMs and messages that I've received from day one, when we talked about niches to riches, I definitely wanted to make this available for everyone in our community. So I decided to upload the audio version of the four-day bootcamp to our podcast. I also understand that not everybody can view video throughout the day. However, if you want to take notes, if you want to participate, if you want to see the information that was shared on the screen, I would highly encourage you to simply head over to YouTube, type out Dr. TK, and then view the live stream, okay? It will be available for a very short period of time. Now, if you want to take that extra step and you want to take action with what we talk about in the workshop, and you want the worksheets, the workbooks, then you want to head down to the show notes and click on drtk.com forward slash links and officially get on the list for the bootcamp. Now keep in mind that this boot camp is only for four days, which means that at the time of you probably getting this podcast episode, it may or may not even be available. Okay. So strap on your seatbelt, have a seat, get your pen and paper and maybe some popcorn and some wine and get ready because we are about to have a great time in this boot camp. Let's have some fun. Hey, my name is Dr. TK, and on this podcast show, we will uncover abundant tools to help you become the CEO of your business and life. I am a mom and wife who took the knowledge as a clinical psychologist working for a government agency and being a professor for over 18 years into building a multi six-figure mental health business and a seven-figure coaching business. Now listen, I will keep it all the way real. I will share my top secrets. This includes the good, the bad, and the ugly of what it takes to reach ultimate abundance. I believe that you can make an abundant living and become unapologetically successful, going after big business and lifestyle goals while also having fun and making a significant impact in your community and your home. So strap on your seatbelt and watch me challenge you to rise up to the person that you were meant to become. This is the Intentionally Abundant Podcast. Hey, welcome everyone to day four of the Abundant CEO Private Practice Bootcamp. So I know that it takes some buffer time for people to come on. Some people were waiting in the queue. Some people are seeing clients or sitting at their desk. And so I know that some people are unable to watch it live or even we heard, listen to it live, but they still wanted to feel the energy through, I guess, my facial expression, (laughs) okay? Um, And so- just to give you an idea of what's going to go down today is that we're going to be doing three main things. And so the last few days we've been, you know, sharing testimonials and things like that. Today I need to get straight on into it because yesterday we used up the whole ninety minutes. Okay, and thank you for those of you who stayed on the whole time or who went back and watched the replay. I am very grateful for your ability to be able to, uh, I'm gonna say, focus on your business. Right, so. Put a one in the comment box if you have your pen and paper ready. All right, everybody got their pen and paper ready? Okay, so rules of engagement. Let's get this party started. We're about to take you behind the scenes of a profitable practice. So on day one, we covered niche. and day two, we covered money and wealth. In day three, yesterday, we talked about the best version of you. And today, we're going to talk about how can you score your private practice, current or future. So just letting you know, as I talked about yesterday, I believe that everybody watching live or on a recording or watching on Instagram or whatnot, I wanna let you know that your glow up is real. Glow up in terms of your next level of abundance of what's waiting for you. I want you to be within our community, even if it's on social media, to walk in alignment with your calling. So for myself, as I've been showing up for the last uh, few days in the week, I am serving, to me, abundant AF mental health providers across the country. And one of the things that we've been talking about is blending your love for what you want to do versus having a or mindset like I can do this or I can do this. Like, no, you have to have an and. So I've learned in my psychology career that I can blame my love for teaching, my love for motivating my clients, and then hence grab some tools, grab some life experiences, business experiences, um, and then shortcut the way for other therapists to live abundantly through my coaching program. So I'm here to show you by a walking testimony, that I, I believe that I have the best of both worlds. Not everything is perfect, but I will never have to choose between being a mother, wife, and a business owner. Put a one in the comment box if you stand in agreement with me that you're going to move forward, not believing that you have to choose, but believing that every single thing you want is waiting for you. You just have to declare that you want it, right? So, we talked about abundant mindset over the last week. So, our framework for the Dope Therapist Academy is be R A N D brand. So, on your paper, I want you to write down blueprint on your paper. I'm then so still after you put your ones in, pause on the chat box and just like be here with me, be pen and paper because I'm going to have you put your final score in the comment box. So, disclaimer there is no partial credit. Do not hit me up and say, Oh, can I get like 15.5? Because I do it sometimes. Absolutely not. CEOs don't just run a business sometimes and this just become like epically profitable. Right. So it's either all or nothing. If you are in DTA and you're an alumni or you've been to the boot camp before, or you're a seasoned therapist and you've had a practice for a while, please come in here with an open mind and just don't say, Oh, I know all this stuff because you don't even know what I'm about to ask. And alumni, you should reassess your practice to see your growth. Okay. So write down blueprint. Okay. We're going to assess blueprint. So food for thought related to blueprint is that if you don't have a map, you do not know where you are going. Your business needs a vision. It needs a plan. So we talked about on day one, write the vision down and make it plain. So an example would be for your business, your mental health business, would you obtain a contract? Just something to think about. You don't have to put it in the chat box, but would you like receive or accept a contract as a therapist in a Community center, right? They pay you your amount of money that you want. At least you tell them. But then they turn around and tell you that we don't know when you're going to get paid. We don't even know if we're really going to be able to pay that consistently. The question would be, would you take it? The answer would be absolutely not. I already told you how much I charge, and you telling me you can't pay me consistently, and you don't know when the first time I'm gonna get paid, and the next time, yeah, no, right? So you got to know what you're walking into before you get there. So every question in Blueprint, it's going to be four questions, is worth 25 points. If your answer is yes, give yourself 25 points. Put it on your paper, not on the chat box. If your answer is zero, I mean, no, put a zero, okay? So question number one, do you have a vision written for your private practice, whether you are in it or want to have it, because you can visualize before you get something. Do you have a vision written down in incremental steps for the next five years? It has to be all or nothing, not partial the question. So do you have a vision for your practice written down like this is where I want to be at in five years? And these are the big five chunks of things. It ain't gotta be a long laundry list of the things I need to do. I mean, I know everything, but I know this at least I need to make like. This amount of money I need to hire about four people. I need to hire like one admin um, and I need to like move into a managerial role. I need to like be a leader, right? Those may be just some bullets. So do you have it written down in incremental steps? Like I need to have this done by December. If I have this d- done in December, I should have this done in three years. Like you got to visualize. So if the answer is no, put zero. Don't lie to yourself. Number two, have you created core values for your business which in, um, in turn helps you hire or fire people in your business. So if you don't even know what core values are, then this is zero, but I'm gonna give you a hint. Core values are typically, um, things that you have written down. Don't just develop them right now and give yourself 25 points. And if you've had jobs, like I worked in group homes where they used to make you memorize the core pillars, the core values, but do you have them for your practice? OK, number three, have you created an organizational chart for your practice? Even if you're the only person in every single box, it doesn't matter. Do you have some type of visual of these are the different responsibilities in my business that hell I'm doing all by myself, you know? And then number four, do you review progress toward your five year goals? So if you don't have goals, this is a zero. Do you review your goals in your business at minimum every 90 days? If you do a less than that, it's a yes. But at minimum, every 90 days, if you say, oh, sis, I I view them like every six months to a year, the answer is no. So I want you to put your score in the comment box. You should have a score between zero and 100. It should be zero, 25, 50, 75, or 100, okay? So as you're putting your score in the comment box, this is the part that I was referencing yesterday. And if you weren't here, it's fine. You'll catch on really quickly. When we went to graduate school, Cs, Ds, and Fs were not allowed. It was actually frowned upon if you got to see Like, that's a fail, right? So I'm going to use this assessment for your business in the same way, okay? And remember, every section is different. So I want, let me just reframe real quick your mindset. Some people may have the same score across all boards or around like 25 points differentiation. Some people may be at a 75 to 101. It may be at a zero and other. It just depends on what you're doing in your business. So I just want to say that because some people start to like, go down a a rabbit hole when I'm going over these scores. So blueprint, if you scored 100, that means that you're definitely on the growth phase or in the growth phase of your business. Congratulations. Your business is running and it will stay open. You have a written plan and your goal is to grow over time, meaning you're already taking action. If you scored 75, which I saw a few, that means that you may be stagnant. And I say maybe, because I don't know your circumstances. This is my um, interpretation of your score, okay? Okay. Stagnant means you may not be that clear about your business goals, meaning you may be ambivalent. You may be on one side of the fence one day and then you change your mind the next month, but you're willing to learn. That's key. If you're at a 50 or below, if you're open, it's a possibility that your business is not going to thrive or stay open for a very long time. It also can mean if you score 50, 25, or zero, that you are just starting out. You have not started yet. You don't know where to start. So give yourself some grace. Or you have a business, and let's be all the way 100, you're treating your practice like a side hustle. You just do that, uh, what we did with the chart yesterday, the um, CEO abundance-like mindset is that you just treat it like, oh, I'm going to do my notes. I'm going to do my intake. Boom, I'm done. Close my laptop. I don't have a business. I just got notes, Okay. So that's your score, okay? So based on your score, I like to like incorporate some of our um, alumni, okay? So meet Akiria. Um, She said before joining DTA, her business was, so um, also put an A in a comment box if you resonate with her, because I'm gonna have you do this. This applies to a solo practice. The wording comes across to me like it only applies to a group practice. Oh, that is a very good question. So believe it or not, these are actually in a solo practice. Brittany, you're going to come on later. Please write this down. How does Blueprint apply to your solo practice? Specifically, how is it helpful to have an org chart and know core values? Because the last time we talked, everybody online yesterday, is that I believe that 99.9% of people watching live or replay or who are in my DM don't want to continue working on their business by themselves. Correct. So that's a very good question that someone put. But I want to be very clear. If your goal is just to keep working by yourself and solo, that's fine. But if you really want to move beyond you, the only person doing the work, these are things that are required in order for your business to grow over time, because chart will tell you who you need to hire. Core values will help you hire the person or fire them your 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 90 uh, day goals are your qa for your for you but also to know if other people in your business is doing what they're supposed to do and 5 years will tell you if you're going to stay open because research does show that most businesses to show their success will be open past the 5 year mark okay awesome question Awesome question. All right. So if you score 50 or below, don't trip. You're in the right place. It just means that you're probably just getting started or you're not treating your business like a business. So Akiria, before she joined, she's from Louisiana. Before joining DTA, she said her business was, she said a hot mess. We just cleaned it up, for the little (laughs) slide. But she said it was unorganized. She said I was confused. I did not know whom I wanted to serve. She wasn't clearing her ideal client and she was behind on everything, a.k.a. she told us it was paperwork. Okay. She said her revenue increased after joining the program and implementing our program because she developed a better business mindset, which is in our program, especially right before blueprint. Um, but throughout the whole program and she ended up over time, she ended up leaving her job, like after two years or whatnot, cause we don't give you any timeline and her clients were actually able to change their schedule. So that was like a mindset uh, shift that she had to take because she was afraid of going full time. Cause she said, my client's won't shift to the hours that I want. And I was like, oh, that's what they told you? And she was like, I didn't ask them. <laughs> I'm like, you already know what I'm about to say now. And so she went and asked them and every single last person moved their schedule to fit what she wanted. And now she's at home with a baby. Cute little handsome little fella, little Watson. All right, 2022, um, left her job full-time as a school therapist in Louisiana, filled her caseload with ease and grace. All right, so congratulations to Akiria. On, oh, so put your final, uh, you put your final scores. All right, so for REACH, Second part of the assessment, reach. Put reach on your paper. So you want to think about reach as your way to magnetize your clients, um, meaning your, your ideal clients, your targeted audience over time with tools, with a better mindset, with ease. This helps you promote your services online these days so that you can really see if you're attracting your ideal population, your specialty population. So just think about it and journal on this later. What would your business look like if you could attract your ideal client? Um, Everybody who we actually had on the panel actually spoke about this and they didn't do nothing but start attracting their ideal client also because they had to learn how to say no. Okay, so give yourself 25 points if your answer is yes. Number one, you can write out right now, if I ask you to, at minimum five client objections and how you deal with them. So objections are, I don't have time actually to do no 45 minute session. You have a response for that. Oh, you know, um, I can't pay to 150. You have a response for that. I can't come weekly, even though you said it's best for my mental health. You have a response for that. Anything that's blocking somebody from starting treatment, <laughs> you should have at least five objections. And we show you a DTA, how to evaluate your past caseload or maybe your current one to be able to develop those and then we'll help you develop them, okay? Um, Number two, do you track your client referrals and you know where they hang out? The reason why this is important is because some of you are marketing on social media platforms, for example, and you're saying, I'm not getting clients. Well, your clients don't hang out out there. When Instagram, like before this algorithm situation, like was way better, I would say five, seven years ago, a lot of therapists that I was working with behind the scenes were more like, um, you know, I can't like get my ideal clients, and I'm like, where are you where are you posting? Where are you talking to people? And they're like, I ain't talking to nobody. And I'm like, okay, strike one. But number two is um, they were posting everything on Instagram, and this has happened in our academy too. And then I find out that a lot of their clients were actually like parents, for example, were on Facebook, right? So know where your clients hang out at. So there's a and because you may know how to track your referrals, like where do they come from? But do you know where they hang out? That's marketing research. Number three. Do you have what we call content buckets that speak directly to your client, your ideal client? So in DTA, I tell them their content buckets should come from their framework, right? So if my framework is B-R-A-N-D, my content buckets would be, it's five days in a work week. On day one, I'm going to talk about Blueprint. On day two, I'm going to talk about Reach. You can go on a sheet of paper or an Excel sheet, and you can extract information quickly about what to talk to your audience about, whether it's online or in person. This makes it actually very easy for you to create content. So for our alumni who are watching this, because sometimes we get so focused on running the business, sometimes they forget to like do something like this. Like you're running out of information because you're not going back to the basics, your framework. Right. So content books are do you have at least three to five categorical areas that you talk about consistently? Right. Um, Last one. Do you have a framework? to help your client before they even start with you see how they're going to get from A to B before signing up for treatment. So do you have a framework written down somewhere, right? So put your scores in the comment box while I pull up the score, okay, and tell you what they mean, okay? So if you scored 100 on reach, which is tapping into marketing, that means that you have some type of signature system, we call it a framework, that helps Um, you select clients because they're aligned with your framework, um, but your signature system, um, can help you get clients. It can help you know where to market to your clients. It can also help you understand the psychology of buying. People are buying your services, whether you like it or not. You may say, oh no, it's a service. I'm holistic. It doesn't matter if it's a money exchange. They purchase something from you, even though we may say it's an investment. Okay. If you scored 75, again, that means that you may be a little stagnant. Okay. You may not see your ideal clients as like for your full caseload, as you may lack maybe the system or the knowledge or the know-how to attract them. Your clients aren't sure of their treatment journey. Like if you ask them, like, you know, how do you know that you're getting better? And they're like, I don't know. I mean, you don't ask as many questions. Like <laughs> that, that's not a, like a framework. Okay. 50 and below. Um, it means that you got work to do. You just are getting started. You don't know where to start or same thing. You're treating your practice like a side hustle, meaning you're not into learning about marketing whatsoever. So it's very interesting. I see some, a lot of people's scores went to zero, but this has to do with therapy too. So I'm, I'm happy for that. But then I saw some scores that actually, cause I'm recognizing names, some scores went down. So we got 25 fifties and then we still got some zeros, which is fine. You're in the right place. Okay. So Amber. Y'all heard about actually Amber um, yesterday. So before joining DTA, she joined July 2019, like a while ago. But I love sharing her story because of the time that we're in right now with telehealth. So she was contemplating how to run her practice because it was all telehealth back in 2019. That was unheard of for a lot of therapists. Okay, Um, she didn't want to go into the office. She had she was about to relocate to Texas on the fourth week of our call. (laughs) Okay, so she missed two calls and just watched the replays and still was fine. Um, She wanted a change. She desired a full time telehealth practice, no insurance. Okay, so some people asked this yesterday in 2022. Well, now it's 2023. um, She now she's actually, well, I want to say that. So she's licensed both in California and in Texas. She serves clients in both all done before 2020. Before the pandemic, she was licensed in both. Um, only ideal clients are on her caseload. She charges her value. So put a one in the comment box. If you like, yo, I want that like all cash pay one day. You know, if you want all telehealth, it's possible. If you want to be licensed in multiple states, it's possible. But hashtag, she said that framework though, she built, she learned over time how to build a profitable wait list, meaning she screened her clients through our automated system to be able to let people know who she is and who she's not seeing. Don't waste your time. She's very straightforward, just like me. She another Virgo. You know what I'm saying? Um, She left her job. She said on faith, but I'm going to say faith and framework. (laughs) Okay. Um, She also last year, no, the year before at the end, she authored her first book because she took her love for what she does in mental health. And she, then she branched off due to her journey, which is not a secret now. I mean, it's on social media, go follow her. Um, But she, now provides a bariatric um, support. And she wrote a book and we call it a textbook because when she said it's a book, we think it is gonna be a little bitty thing. Man, that girl came with like a book you would read in like psychology one for the whole 18 weeks, (laughs) right? Um, But she also started running groups and leveraging her time. And now she can put certain groups of clients into packages, Right. Back, um, into packages so just to let you all know these were the questions can you list at least five objections and how do you deal with them do you track your client referrals and know where they hang out do you have content buckets meaning categorical information that you can talk directly to your ideal client every day and do you have a framework to help your client understand how they're going to get from a to b okay all right let's keep going automation write down automation on your paper automation this is where some of y'all what y'all really need and or want. So think about automation as building a powerful operating system for your private practice so that it can automatically run to a degree, though, while you go live abundantly, because we know that you are in a service-based business, okay? So you want to ask yourself through a journal activity later, what would your lifestyle look like if you had more time, if you got like five to 10 hours back, okay? So 25 points again, yes or no, yes, is 25 points. Do you have a fully automated consultation process? Shayla kind of spoke on it, but I didn't want her to speak too much because it goes into our program. But do you have a fully automated consultation process from the request to sign up for services to documentation and setup? And what do I mean by documentation and setup? If you're in EHRs, they give you documentation, but do you have a setup for your client avatar? If you serve adults. Simple practice may have an adult form, but you may want to add in specific questions tailored to your audience and what you do in your practice. So are those questions on that intake form or are you waiting just to get that second client so that you can go and fix the intake form? Because what if that second client comes on your vacation? Now they got to wait like three weeks or something till you get back to the office for them to like start the paperwork. Think about that. Give yourself 25 points if you track your revenue, the money that you make in your business and caseload progress quarterly. When a caseload shows up, they should have treatment goals. Are they paying on time? This is all wrapped into quality assurance. Some of y'all ran away from your job because you couldn't stand a quality assurance team. I was a quality assurance team. I was cool, though. You know what I'm saying? But people don't like change, so I can't help that. Number three, do you have someone on your team besides you in place to conduct consultation calls for you? (laughs) All right. Number four. Do you have a client feedback system in place? And it could be automated, meaning you do something in your computer, you send the client whatever they need to do, and they give you feedback. So put your scores in the comment box. Um, 100 growth um, is supposed to be your. Your office is automated for the most part. And you may still have to go in there and press some buttons, but for the most part, a lot of stuff is automated that you were spending time on right now and not getting paid for. So your office is automated and you have time to enjoy life or engage in other streams of income if you desire. That's what you do have room for if you wanted it. 75 is you are trying to do everything by yourself. You're trying to wear the cape. You may not trust or take the time to learn systems enough that you pay for or hire someone. Hmm. 50 or below, you are either in one category, meaning you're just starting or haven't started yet, or you've started and you roll rolling with hashtag solo. You may believe your business will be ran by you because that's what your behaviors and actions say because you don't want to share. Sharing is caring, <laughs> as Avery, my son says. Hence, think about it this way. The longer you take to get help in your business, the longer you take to have paid breaks or vacations. Why is it not paid? Because you're not working. Okay, if your business is not bringing in revenue or even a wait list for people to start with you with projected revenue, you ain't making money. So every time you take off, you have nothing unless you got a super good savings account. So again, the scores went down. So does the feedback section on my website count? So as long, so what what I'm saying is in DTA, what we do is we have them embedded specifically in their EHR only because it's encrypted, you know, so just like see if you can move that over. But we have them, Create a schedule for themselves throughout every client's treatment, because every client may have a different form of treatment, maybe based off of diagnoses or evidence-based practice or whatnot. Um, and so some therapists may say, I'm I'm planning on working with this client for a year, so I'm gonna send them a feedback form every quarter. So they go and push a button in their EHR and it does that. <laughs> right. Um, but just like one time at the end, that's not good enough. I mean, w- think about it. If if a, if professors And I ain't saying all of them did, did like implementation, but when I saw my scores, I implemented them in the course that I was teaching actively, unless it was like a five week course, like short-term 18 week course, they had midterm and interim evaluations, just like our practicums and internships. So what's the purpose of those? Because that's still quality assurance. The purpose of them is to better while you're active, not when you're gone. This is why we have our students like telling us what's happening in your business. Every call, like tell me, <laughs> because I don't want to wait until the end. Okay. So I, I see, um, let's see, is a solo practice if you hire for an administrative assistant or does that? No, it does not translate to a group. That's a whole, it's, it's a long complicated situation, but you hiring an administrative assistant, you can still be a solo practice. You get into group practice when you're hiring other therapists and potentially an admin assistant, and then you're moving more into a leadership role. You may still have some clients, But you may be supervising and or doing consultation, but helping them onboard clients and things like that. So, no, it doesn't make you a group. Okay, y'all getting some from this. Cool. (laughs) All right. So meet Shaniqua. Um, She just actually graduated from our mastermind. She started DTA back in twenty twenty one. Okay. So, before joining our program, she only had five clients, um, one of whom was only paying her full fee. Everybody else is on insurance panels. Um, she had just left her job when she joined BTA, so she took a leap of faith. Um, hashtag solo, but she was a quick action taker, like quick. Um, she created while in BTA her automated consultation system. What we ask students upon the graduation piece is, what was your biggest takeaway if you can pick one, right? But you know they list a lot of stuff, and I'm like, what will be the one? And they, she said, automated system, right? So she found out um, where she was losing money. And this was helpful for a solo practice because Shaniqua actually developed into a group practice within like six months after graduating from DTA. And that's why she was in our mastermind because it was crazy. The first year she was with us in our mastermind, this is a year after DTA, um, she you know was hiring therapists, letting go of people, people were leaving, whatever. It was uh, learning pains. And then the second year, fascinating, by March, she had earned more money in March than she had did in one whole quarter of the previous year. Put a one in the comment box and you like, damn. But what does Shaniqua need to be in place? Systems, systems. She is a QA queen. Right? And I'm not saying she's a quality assurance person, but I'm saying like she's really organized. She had her org chart. She did what we asked her to do and hired in order based on what her business needed. She sat down and created job descriptions, even though she wasn't getting paid, but she was destined and focused to hire a therapist. So as, at the end of last year, when she graduated waited now from our mastermind program, um, she had a full, full-time group practice. Um, one of our uh, sessions, she was actually at Walt Disney World. She went to like a conference for another stream of income, but she said, I ain't missing my coaching call. So she was sitting on the balcony at, I think, the Dolphin or the other one, the Swan or whatever, but her teenagers were at freaking Walt Disney World. That is phenomenal, right? Abundance, okay? Um, and she had a fully automated system for her clinicians to onboard we built out all that in the first year and she implemented it the second year. But all of that started with understanding her systems and DTA. Okay. So yes, go ahead, Shaniqua. So niche, write down niche. Okay. Only two, only two more sections. So niche, your niche or your niche brands you as the expert in the mental health field, your value will automatically increase when people see you as the expert. So I'm sure that most of you are thinking, or you already may have in place different streams of income But I want to ask you, do they stem from how you show up in the mental health field? Because that would be simple. That's how we do it, right? So give yourself 25 points if the answer is yes. Again, when people hear your name or your business name, they automatically associate you with what you want to be known for. So for example... I didn't give myself this name. I didn't know that other therapists gave me this name in my office at one point. And then it got to me. And that's what I used on my website. I'm like, well, hell, if clients calling me that, I might as well call myself that. So sometimes our niche will find us. But I got really known as the therapist who serves difficult teens. Then I got known as the, um, like, like strategist for like dysfunctional families. Like it just got like super evolved over time. Right. So give yourself 25 points. If when people hear your name, they automatically have an association beyond your degree or title. Okay, that's key. Number two, if I were to put you on a stage right now, this is an activity that we do with the academy students, actually, like when we talk about it, talk about it. Um, If I were to put you on my stage right now and I'm like, dang, I got to leave to go pick up my son from daycare. This is a group of like community members. They just need to know about mental health. Right. Could you talk up there about what you're good at for one hour? Now, most people would say no, but I want you to give yourself credit because you've been in school or you were in school for a long time, you know way more than you think, you know. Right. So the answer ideally would be yes. But if you feel really that it's a no, give yourself zero. Okay, number three. Now, this is the one where we start differentiating and separating between a business owner and just a therapist. (laughs) so do you take C.E. courses and workshops that enhance your niche, not your degree? Mm, That one right there or your business. If you take CEs, like we've been all my CEs, they are all about business, but they enhance your niche, your brand and your marketing. Right. And then we ain't done yet. Whoever put zero, hold on. So one more, um, put yes. If you can create five products or services or ideas beyond therapy from which your niche audience can actually, um, benefit from. So like based on, so if you don't, if you don't have a niche, everything should be zero. Okay, if you have a niche, then you are gonna assess your niche. So if my niche was difficulty teens, am I established enough and am I confident enough to know that I can have a workshop, I can have a book, I can have a retreat for kids or their parents, whatever. Okay. So put your final scores in the box. A hundred is your niche is clear to the world, and you are paid as the expert. <laughs> so some of y'all may be like, well, I'm known, but I ain't paid though. So you might be like 80. Okay. We'll give yourself a hundred though. 75 is your stagnant. You may not be clear on your niche, which means that you may just simply need to revamp how you define your niche. It doesn't mean that you don't know what it is. You may just not be able to articulate it in words, which is messaging and marketing, which is why people are not attracted to you. Y'all see how that come together? Um, 50 or below, you may be on the verge of burnout. That also means that you're not learning how to say no. You're just saying yes to everybody, even if you do have a niche um, maybe you've changed your, your niche or your avatar too many damn times because you're just trying to go with whoever calling you. Um, you are not consistent about whom you want to serve. You're very ambivalent. Ah, I'm happy that a lot of people scores with 75. If it didn't, that's okay. But this is where, again, we start talking more about you showing up as a therapist. And mostly, I know who you like. It's just a matter of, are you marketing that that way? And that's where some people, if they would just start marketing only to their ideal clients and get out of fear, they would actually be at 100. Would you agree? Okay, so meet Lori. Um, She joined DTA actually with Shayla's cohort in 2020. Um, She had plans of leaving her job three months after joining the program and building up her private practice, but she left two months early. Um, She currently has various streams of income. She's wrote like over three books. She's a speaker. She uh, She has digital products. She also, after a year and a half, graduated into our mastermind. Um, she was also a DTA coach for two years with Shayla. Um, her biggest win was developing the streams of income and then also paying herself weekly. That may look very seldom, but you can't you, you wouldn't believe how many therapists, maybe including yourself, that get paid and don't have a payroll system or a transfer system. And you document the payroll for your CPA or your tax person. She launched a podcast. Um, I don't know if it's still up, but she had launched it with some people on the spiritual realm. Um, cause she does some things like with her church. Um, and she built community partnerships. She's currently building a group practice right now. Um, so at the end of 2022, she had launched uh, three books. She had a digital course program, helping other authors become authors. Um, she ran groups. You will see one of her bonuses in the Academy because she talked about how you can organize groups, even in a solo practice to leverage some of your time. Right. Um, she built up a full caseload, um, and she is known as what we call $10,000 in 10 minutes. What does that mean? Um, She had to have the bandwidth to pull this question out in front of all of us. This was at the mastermind, not DTA. I want to be very clear. And some of you may be wondering, well, damn, that's a program that I need. They ended up, they ended up is the key phrase in that program after they did what they had to do in the academy. Okay. So um, I didn't have to reteach them anything. So 10 minutes and and $10,000 meant that she allowed herself to be vulnerable. And I'm speaking about this because we talked about this, I believe, with Kelly and Melissa of speaking up on a coaching call or submitting a question. So we were actually in person, which to me is a little bit more like, I don't know. So we said, do you have a hot seat question? She said, yes. And so she posed her question, read it out loud, and it was taking a $25 product to a $1,000 product. Put a one in the comment box if you like, <laughs> I need that stream of income, <laughs> right? But she was an expert at what she was doing. She was doing it already behind the scenes, but she was low-key devaluing herself. I mean, high-key, she was devaluing herself. So me and like two or three other people knew how much she was charging. But I just turned my head because they were like, How much is the product? And I'm like, (laughs) I just started looking around, right? Because I knew that shit was like 2750. And I wanna I wanted to haul off when I found out how much it was. But I'm like, everybody got to start somewhere because you got to be confident with your pricing, right? I can't tell you how much to charge, but I can tell you how much I believe is worth. Then if we're in a DTA call, I will tell you based off what I know about you because you speak up, yeah. No, that's not gonna work. (laughs) You know, I will tell you that. So she ended up leaving the mastermind. She took fast action. So I want you to translate this to even DTA. You show up to the call or you show up to your accountability group. You ask a question, you get your question answered. You get a lot of pull from a lot of people, masterminding. You then take what you want. You don't have to take all the feedback. You go implement it in your business. And within two months, she launched a digital product. And it's two months because she got to do email marketing, funnels, and all those great things, sales page, landing page, marketing, right? (laughs) Then she made $10,000 in seven days. She got 10 people to sign up at $1,000. She used to do a portion. She added more stuff, but she used to do a portion of that for like less than 30 bucks. All right, let's keep going. All right, delegation, last section, write down delegation, delegation. Okay, so food for thought for delegation. In order for your business to grow, you cannot do everything by yourself. We've said that all week. How much money are you leaving on the table? You saw that uh, day two because you want to do everything by yourself. Hashtag uh, solo, okay, okay. So 25 points. Now, I want you to score yourself the same, but the scoring at the end is going to look a little different in terms of the interpretation. Okay, so give yourself 25 points if the answer is yes to the whole question. Number one, do you have an organizational chart and seats or boxes are filled beyond you? In the beginning, I asked you just did you have an org chart? And some of you are like, oh, yeah, I know like what categories are in my business. But I'm asking you, is your org chart put together and someone else is on there but you, even if it's only one other person? Do you have it? Not in your head, written down. Number two, have you ever said or thought, I don't have the money to pay someone? If you said that in your head or in your mind, the answer is yes. Okay. All right. Number three, have you scripted your ideal candidate and job description? Yes or no? This questionnaire, we even got to look at the score. You should probably be feeling a certain type of way if if you like, goddamn, (laughs) okay? Like I shouldn't even have to show the score, okay? But have you scripted your ideal candidate and job description, even if you're not ready to hire? We talked about that throughout the week. And then have you done a recent time audit to know exactly where your time goes so that you know who to hire next? Because that's a question that keeps coming up in BTA. And I'm like, did you do your time audit? They're like, no, I'm like, I can't tell you. <laughs> so, all right. So, if you scored 100, it means that you're on the growth phase. I'm going to skip past stagnant. I'm going to skip over to burnout. Bottom line, okay. Let me just go back here. Bottom line, you ain't even, you can put your scores in the chat box. Just, actually, I would rather you put a feeling word in the chat box. How do you feel about how you answer these delegation questions? Like, how do you feel about you don't want to keep doing stuff by yourself, but you refuse to write a job description? or you refuse to even Google to find out how to write one. How do you feel about believing that you don't have money to pay people? We just showed you with a a, um, calculator the other day that you're wasting 10 hours and you can pay somebody 200 bucks and you can go make 2000. And all of y'all who were live were on a replay agree with that. So you should be feeling a certain type of way. Forget the score. You should feel a certain type of way. Okay? Yeah, you've been lowballing even playing yourself. Okay. So me, Shayla. <laughs> Not a surprise. Before DTA, I had a part-time private practice. She needed to increase her rates. She needed to hire and she needed to get her time back. Um, What I mentioned yesterday at the end, because she didn't say it, she 4X her practice, her caseload with all ideal clients, learned how to market. She actually didn't say this. She said she hired a team, which I don't even know what that meant. She hired a full-time like VA team. So she has multiple people working on projects, not just one. She hired a whole damn company. Um, And she can sit back and watch work get completed. So at the end of last year, she was an author of a book. She, as she mentioned, um, launched digital courses. She's also a DTA support coach. She has launched a membership program. Um, and she has a full private pay-only practice. (laughs) Someone feels annoyed, frustrated. I have everything but the last thing. Hey, you're on a good good road. All right, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to switch screens. I'm going to, let me add Brittany. Hey, Brittany. Hi. Hey, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Good, good. All right, y'all, so we're going to entertain Brittany for a few moments. (laughs) Um, Can you introduce yourself? Let them know where you're from, because I noticed that some people are leaving that part out license type, like just give them a little bit of history about yourself.
1: Yeah. Hey everybody. My name is Brittany Jackson. I am a licensed in the city of Illinois as a licensed clinical professional counselor. I reside here, <laughs> but I'm also licensed in the States of Indiana and Georgia um, thanks to uh, DTA. So I currently work as well. I have a solo practice um, and my ideal client um, right now, are African American women who have children ages zero to five, um, and so just want to support them through their early motherhood journey.
0: Yeah. yeah. All right. So I had you write down something because we had a very good question come in around blueprint, right? Yeah. How would you address the importance of um, the stuff that looks like it's only for larger companies?
1: Right. So, or chart, or or your core values. Um, when I was going through the program, that was one of the things that come, came up as one of the activities and didn't really recognize how important it was to do those core values or have org chart for myself. And so part of it was acknowledging that you are wearing multiple hats. So to see yourself in those different spaces, right, like who's doing your social media, who's doing your billing, you know, who's doing your emails, who's marketing, like to see yourself to be in all of those different spaces. And you're like, well, I'm doing a lot. Like I'm spending a lot of time doing things that I do not enjoy doing or the things that you do like doing, you're not uh, being able, you don't have enough time to do enough of that. And so like mm-hmm. that is something that's important for you to see just on paper. Mm-hmm. And then to know like when someone is coming in your practice, either they're asking you to show up for something, they're asking you to speak or they're asking you to, you know, they want to be a client of yours. Like, if if they don't fit within your core values and that project or that thing doesn't fit within your core values, then why are you doing it? That's just more money that you're spending because you could be doing CEO activities when you are like just trying to take on something just for the heck of it. So, you know, so that's why it's important to, to have those things, whether you are solo or you have one person or 12 people, like you need to know, Who's playing these different roles? And then you can see how it is easier than to then delegate when you start to see, oh, I'm playing too many roles. I got too many hats on. Somebody asked that question on day one. And I'm like, oh, we'll get to it on the
0: last day because they were talking about delegation. And that's actually a very easy way that we on purpose overwhelm our students. Like I don't try to do it intentionally because you're gonna be overwhelmed just with new information, period. But I intentionally put that activity first in the mastermind. And then once I saw their reaction, I'm like, oh, we should probably do this with DTA. So that's like an example of, we were on a coaching call. A lot of people Uh are asking about delegation. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just about to give y'all what I gave to mastermind students. Because if you don't have this one activity, like I cannot say it multiple times, you need to hire. Like I'm I'm not going to keep saying it. And so it's kind of like the parent and the child, like you're just talking about. Mm -hmm. kids. And so I'm like, maybe if y'all see it, maybe if you feel it, Then maybe Mm -hmm. you'll learn how to do something about it in the future. And then, like Brittany had explained, when you have to write your name in like at least six boxes, then you recognize like this none of these are my genius zone. None of these actually pay me the amount that I'm actually valued at. So the question I have to ask myself, not anyone else, is why am I choosing to continue to do this? Mm -hmm. Right. So So, let's maneuver because I know a lot of people have heard about people's experiences in the program. Today, I'm going to show them behind the scenes. And so our program, as you all know it as alumni, is it's a course portal, it's coaching calls, and it's a Facebook community. How would you see either some or all of those as helpful from the student perspective? Because I created it as a mm-hmm. student
1: in mine, but I'm not the student. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think the biggest thing in being able to have all those elements is that they hold you accountable. And so it's more than a course. It's not, it's more than a self-paced course that you just kind of do on your own time. Like, yeah, you're doing it on your own time, but like, you're also having, and it's, there's no expectation that you're, you're completely done with everything in six weeks. If you take the entire, however long now, to you know 8 weeks or whatever to do just the first part like you, it's there for you to go back those calls are available for you to go back and listen to um and so just being able to have those multiple pieces I think hold you accountable the other thing for me was like the the community aspect so it's just like you have everyone working at different paces but you're all getting like the same level of support and attention for where you are at the time in your business i just felt like that was you know, key, I think for me, because I never felt forced to rush and finish, even though like a lot of the areas I already had a lot of background in, I already had a lot of this stuff done. It was just like, it just looked a little bit different or I had some tidying up to do. And then the community held me accountable to kind of follow through with the things that I said that I wanted to do, which was the whole reason why I joined it.
0: Yeah, that's good. I think what's happening, I'm going to switch off the mute on and off from both of us as we talk, because I noticed that if we're laughing together, it echoes, at least on my end. And so, what would you share with a student? <laughs> I'm trying to think about like some things that have come up and even some questions. What would you share with someone? Actually, you're a mom. So let's just get down to the nitty gritty, because <laughs> what would you share with someone who might be a parent or a caregiver or has like a complex schedule and they're looking at the program as another
1: course? That is not is not just another course like it's it's a a program that is intentionally designed to support you where you are. So, you know, if you have a lot going on, like I did, (laughs) I joined and my kid was what, two at the time when I joined DTA. So it's like I got a whole toddler running around here. Um, But, you know, I, I made it my business, whether I can attend live or I had to watch the replays. Um, You know, I like to listen to things podcast style. I don't have to look at you to learn something. So, you know, it's like you have so many different ways that you can learn and take in this information and then kind of go back. And the other piece was, you know, having the accountability groups. It really helps to support you through your process while you're trying to learn.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's really good to bring up because there's different type of learning styles. And I think as students who have previously graduated from some type of program, we forget that we probably had a dominant learning style and you need to know in this season of your life, what kind of learning style you would prefer to have. Right. So, Like I'm a visual person, so I tend to join programs where the person is teaching me from a slide or they're drawing or both, right? Um, Some people prefer audio, some people prefer read-write, some people prefer like hands-on action activity. Now, the beauty part is, and this is where my professorship comes out, is that because I know that people all learn in different ways, it would be best if I created a program that actually tailored to all four. So, what Brittany's referencing is if you're a visual person, actually, how I'm doing the bootcamp is actually what it looks like in the portal. It's just that you don't hear any feedback from other people. It's just I'm talking to the screen by myself, but I'm still amped up. You feel me? Um, Then we have the audio. Maybe you just want to download the Kajabi course app. And just listen to it or something like that. Right. Um, maybe you want to take notes. We give you a workbook. Um, now we just upload it like activities for you to show us your work. Right. So, And we have coaching calls. So we pull all of these learning tools together to help people. I guess, who have dominant learning styles, be able to take in the information. Now, I do have one last question because it has something to do with the Facebook group because you talked a lot about accountability. What can you say about our Facebook group? Because I know that some people are looking at it as, okay, the program is going to go live, like open enrollment next week, uh, but then it's a 12-week program, meaning calls every other week. What happens in the in-between? So how have you utilized or have seen other people utilize our community?
1: Yeah, so in between time, you are we're asking questions of each other. We're getting support. We are, you know, if you have a a client that you know needs a therapist and is in another state, you're asking that. So it's not just somebody from Dr. TK's team, you know, just posting something in there, right? Like you have your coaches, you have your community experts um, who are supporting um, everyone while they're in there and, and encouraging you to. Get the homework done or whatever it is, watch the replays, asking your questions. Um, and the biggest thing is like just getting a plethora of support from people who are asking questions and things that you might not have even thought about, like things that you've not seen before or even heard before, or even like, oh, that's an option. We can do that. Like, yes, this is your build- business. You can build to whatever you want. And you can do it however you want. Um, I remember going back to uh, one of our community members, um, Stacy. And she posted something a while back about only accepting cash pay and like the language she used, but I couldn't find it. So I like just I just inboxed her. I was like, yo, I can't find this. I know you posted something. I don't know if I posted it. You posted on mine or what. I'm looking for it. Like, where is it? And so she like screenshotted it and sent it to me. It's just that's that support that you can get. And people be like, yes, I know you. We are in community now. I want to help you and I want to support you. And that is like the biggest thing. And for me, I know I mentioned the the accountability groups. That is where I found my people. Like I think on a, one of the first couple of calls, folks posting stuff and then you getting people who are around, you know, the same type of niche or they want to work with the same type of people. And I'm all about vibes too. It's just people that I just like naturally connected with and just felt, you know, um, drawn to. And so like we have been in our own little, you know, accountability group for the last Will be will be two years in October, but like we've been going strong, and like these are women that I I feel like are some of my closest friends, and I've only met one of them in person, and so like that for me is key, especially in this season of my life as a business owner and a mother to have you know these women holding you accountable to the things that you want to say and helping you to essentially level up in your business and not taking you know the bare minimum, so.
0: No, that's good. I definitely appreciate that because what we're talking about is also managing your time. And so somebody asked you a good question. I'm actually gonna I'm a pivot for a, a moment, but I want to say for I love. Let me just say this before you get off. <laughs> I love when they say like, "Oh, we coming up on our anac- accountability group uh, two year anniversary." I'm like, "What?" Because it it feels so good when I'm just scrolling through Instagram. You know, I got my moments, and I'm like, "Oh, she was visiting this state, and they linked up and watched the concert." Like, it is just so powerful and you never know what's going to come out of a new relationship. And that's what I want people to take from Brittany beyond like the stuff about the program is what you've noticed as a pattern across everybody who. And I'm going to say chose to spoke because I usually will throw out a wide net and say, yo, who (laughs) want to talk or whatnot? And we'll send out the email. And then whoever bites back first is early bird, catch a worm kind of thing. I don't go in like, I want you, you, you. It's not that kind of thing, right? But I always find it magical that anytime we do a boot camp, it seems like y'all all start aligning with each other with like your experiences. And I think it's really good for people to see different walks of life from no private practice to insurance versus no insurance to a private practice seasoned therapist, or I just needed to plug like five holes in, not 20, but I just needed to finish my structure and more importantly, community, because our community is non-toxic and we don't do the whole, we actually, I don't think we've had many of any, like the whole following thing. Like if I see anything like that, I'm like, here's the damn answer. <laughs> you know what I'm I'm Like we ain't got time to be following for days. Okay. So I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. Everybody put a B in a comment box for Brittany. We got the same last name, Jackson. All right. (laughs) All right. Thank you. I'll talk to you later. Bye. (laughs)